Oh, it's cracking, lovely people. This is the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. Thanks for downloading and welcome along. I'm your host, Matt Gardner, and I'm a nutritional therapist specialising in sports nutrition by trade. The podcast focuses on movement, nutrition, outdoor experiences, and it has over 100 episodes so far. Now, the podcast is supported by 33 Fuel, who produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. You can get 10% off your first order by using Matt10 at checkout. I use their protein bar, their Aroica bar it's called. It's brilliant. High calorie, high protein, whole food based. I use their green powder as well. And I've used their Chia Seed Energy Gel on my long bimbles in the past and it always seems to sit well. So I hope you find something useful. Everything you need is in the show notes. Winner. So today, if you found this episode, good effort, because I haven't talked too much about it on social media. I've just put it in there as a little added nugget uh, this week. So I hope you find it useful. The premise for the show came about because a friend called James Pearson and a listener to the pod. Hey, James asked a question and uh, is really keen to know about nutrition tips for working from home. Obviously, because of the current climate, uh, so many of you are probably working from home now and trying to just get around a new kind of food environment and set up, especially during the working week. So let's get into things. Uh, Before we start, if you like the podcast, please share it with someone. Uh, Please subscribe on Apple Podcast or SoundCloud um, or Spotify and leave a rating if you can on Apple Podcast. It just basically helps me reach more people. So if we start around two things, environment and capabilities. So if we start with your environment, when are you doing a food shop? I try to advise to clients and people that I work with um, about doing a weekly food shop. It could be going to the shops, it could be doing online, making sure you have what you need and thinking about storage of food. So your fridge, your freezer, uh, your cupboards and then organising if you're living on your own, uh, when you're going to cook certain nights from scratch when you're going to reuse leftovers or when you're going to batch cook um, or when you're going to buy a takeaway or when you're out for dinner. And if you live with someone else or you're in a family, um, when they're going to help with cooking and prepping. So what's going to go on there? So that's your environment. Set your environment up to have the food availability, to organise storing the food and then what's going to be cooked from scratch um, and then what's going to be used Uh, that's maybe been cooked before um, and reheated. So there's something to think about straight away. The capability side is around how many different types of uh, dishes can you make at the drop of a hat. So if we start, for example, and, and use breakfast, how many different types of porridge dishes can you make that can have different flavors and different types of nutrients in? How many different overnight oats can you make? Um, in terms of, again, different flavours, different nutrients, different textures. Uh, how many yoghurt parfaits can you make? So that's basically just taking a yoghurt 
adding some fruit, adding some uh, nuts and seeds and some other uh, flavours, cinnamon, etc. Um, or how many egg dishes can you put together? Um, how many things can you put on toast? So bringing the variety in, a final one to consider would be how many different smoothies can you make? So if you're getting decision fatigue already and you think, oh, there's not many there, then that's something in the capability side of things that you may want to work on. Um, and it gives you a bit more uh, versatility, especially in the mornings. If you're someone that maybe gets up, coffee or water, cracks on and then eats a little bit later and then you may turn that first meal into a bit of a brunch, then you can start to think about putting a few things together. Or if you like getting up and having breakfast first thing, then you can put um, a variety of those meals together. Or there's nothing wrong with sticking to two or three, mastering a certain porridge dish, mastering an overnight oats dish, mastering an eggs dish, mastering a smoothie. So um, there's a few things to think about. As you move a little bit later on to uh, lunch or dinner, again, what can you scratch cook straight away? that comes in with big flavours, um, it's tasty and nutritious. A little bit later on the show, I'll talk a bit more about maybe what you could start to think about putting on your plate um, and how many of these dishes are going to be slow cooked so that you might have them later on in the day. You could think about a slow cooker, putting it on the night before, using it at lunch or at dinner. Um, that low and slow approach obviously means less admin on the day, um, that you're going to eat it, more flavour. Um, and then, like I said earlier, how many days a week, if any, are you going to be outsourcing your, your dinner um, or your lunch if you're going to be getting takeaways um, or if someone else is going to bring something around um, or if you're going to go out? So there are things to think about, too, because if you are going out once or twice a week or if you're getting takeaways and things, then you may only need to think about the other handful of days to start organising things. So your environment first your capabilities second, and then see where the weak spots are and start to work on them. Um, from the food side, straight away, what is in season? Um, that may be fresher, it may be cheaper, and things that aren't in season, you can start to think about putting in the freezer to last for longer. Um, I've put in the show notes a site called Eat the Season. It's brilliant. Um, I've also put in the show notes a link to Red Tractor, so that will help with um, minimum standards, farming standards around meat um, and animal products. So you can look at that. And I've also put the good fish guide for people that are looking at different types of fish, sustainability, what to go for. So there's a few things to think about. Um, in terms of your freezer, you can put berries in there, you can put meat in there, fish in there, frozen vegetables, purchase some bags that are easy um, so that you can put leftover food in there to freeze. Um, I'm constantly seeing on Jamie Oliver's shows that you can have these freezer bags that you could just write on and that will just go in and, and push down really easy. So he'll use soups, he'll use sauces, he'll use bolognese, things like that. Um, from a flavour standpoint, fat brings flavour. So do you have uh, oils, different oils that you can use for cooking and for uh, seasoning at the end? Um, are you into uh, dairy and cheeses and things like that? So that will bring flavour. Do you have a variety of dried herbs or sometimes you might want to get fresh herbs in? Again, these are inexpensive. You can grow on window boxes or you can buy and keep in the fridge. They're brilliant for helping marinate meats and fish they're brilliant for putting in low and low and slow say veggie bolognese recipes and things like that 
Um, what sauces and sides do you have to help enhance dishes? So your standard uh, ketchup, mayonnaise, chutneys, mustards, you know, get all those things in um, because that's the main thing. If you can square away your environment, your capabilities, having the food there, that's a perfect place to start. For me, there's some non-negotiables. You know, there's always got to be oats in the house. There's always got to be berries in the house. There's always got to be nut butters in the house. There's always got to be bread in the house. And there's always got to be bran flakes or some cereal in the house. So I can get to uh, a, a quick kind of uh, generally high carb snack. Um, if that means I've gone out before work to exercise, I can get something in afterwards. Or if I'm going out after work, I can get something in mid-afternoon and it's super easy. So there's a few things to think about to start with. Um, in terms of your macronutrients, and if we move a little bit into forming your plate and thinking about what you're going to have at each meal, perfect place to start is the protein option. So usually that's the more expensive thing on the plate. So you may want to think, OK, in my food shop, what am I buying? If I do eat meat, meat and fish and dairy and eggs, how can I get that sorted? Um, if I'm eating more plant based at the moment, uh, can I get around the beans, peas, chickpeas, lentils, um, some of the soy based products people go for? So the tofus and tempehs and things like that, uh, the nuts and seeds, obviously, they're quite fat based, but they'll bring some protein in. Um, if you're someone that uses a protein powder, um, I've linked to a few of my favorite protein powders obviously 33 fuel it helped me with the show do a protein powder and i put a few others in there for you to look at so that's the place to start because like i said generally it's the most expensive thing on the plate you'll think your your protein option first and then you'll probably build out we know that protein supports satiety so feeling fuller for longer and we know generally you have to chew you have to take time over food that's higher in protein you can't just slide it down and just uh, inhale it in seconds like some of the carb foods the carb based foods um, and who knows you could feel fuller for longer um, it's in my eyes generally harder to overeat high protein sources so that's a perfect place to start if you want to be fuller for longer if you want to manage calorie content um, and if you want to take a bit more time over your meals find a protein source at each main meal make sure there's a clear protein source there if we move on to the carbohydrate side of things i'm a huge fan of this concept called fuel for the work required and if you just split carbohydrates up simply you can think okay the vegetables that grow above the ground um, you know these are generally lower in calories uh, they have all the buzzwords in them you know they've got the fiber uh, the antioxidants, these polyphenols, these bioactive food components that are being studied at the moment. You know, we all know they're good for us. I think if I had a room, if I had an audience here and I got people to stand up and ask, um, ask them if vegetables are good for them, I think everyone would obviously stand up. So if you're thinking about, again, trying to manage energy levels through the day, trying to support uh, your, your general health and manage calories, you could look at more of the vegetables that grow above the ground around your lunch and your dinner. So can you get a couple of portions in there? And that just means a handful um, or a cup chopped. So you can obviously use frozen. You can use fresh. 
And then on days where you are maybe moving away from your desk, you've decided to do some morning training or some evening training or you're being active over lunch, you're going for an hour walk or whatever it is, you may want to start bringing in some of those starch-based carbohydrates. So vegetables that grow below the ground, the root vegetables, are oats like I discussed earlier, your pasta, your bread, your potatoes. Um, obviously, it takes time to figure out portion size and things that work for you, but just go on that concept of actually, if I'm moving more, then maybe I'll add a portion of starch or two in. So if you've done that morning training session, you've had your porridge and things um, for breakfast, but then you know you're sitting for the rest of the day, it may be worth squaring away a protein option at lunch, getting some of those portions of vegetables that grow above the ground. So in essence, making a DIY salad, um, adding a little bit of fat for flavor and then going for there. And then if that's quite a substantial lunch and it's not too high calorie, you know, you may get to the afternoon and not feel too hungry to then have to have an afternoon snack. Um, so there are a few things to consider. So you've got the vegetables that grow above the ground. You've got the vegetables that grow below the ground and the breads, pasta, potatoes and things like that. And starting to move in more carbohydrates when your body needs them, when you're moving more that day. Um, and if we finish with fat, like I said before, fat brings flavour and it is high calories. So um, there's nothing wrong with just managing portion size. I had a great call yesterday with a, with a new client and we basically discussed using a tablespoon when he's measuring certain things so uh, mayonnaise olive oil um, things like that that um, he's been using and instead of just free pouring just uh, measuring it out by the tablespoon um, and that just allows him to kind of control uh, the overall portion size and, and and the overall calorie content of a meal but still get the flavor um, and some of the energy from it so um, some people do feel like they work better um, if, if they are lowering some of the starchy carbohydrates and then obviously replacing a little bit of that with some of the fat so you, your olives your avocado your meats um, your olive oils things like that but it isn't for everyone um, it isn't for everyone so I think from a culinary side of things um, just considering a bit of fat for flavor uh, may be the way to go but get these things in the house first you know have them there so they're quick um, and they're accessible so i hope you found that useful we covered um, setting up your environment setting up um, and organizing your capabilities so nurturing them practicing some of these meals getting quick options down um, thinking about what's in season uh, using fat for flavor using herbs, uh, having your sides and your sauces ready. Organise a list of foods that are non-negotiable, that are always there, so you can grab them if needed on more active days. And then consider when you're building your plate of food, starting with the protein option, um, moving around the, the carbohydrates depending on the day. So if you're less active, looking at more of those vegetables and things that grow above the ground. Um, and then when you're more active, bringing in some of the starchier carbohydrates and things. Um, you know, maybe at both meals or, or, or one of the meals. Um, and then, yeah, if you're thinking about snacks, that's obviously another conversation. Um, I might do a separate one if this goes down well, then maybe we can talk about constructing snacks and certain options. Um, so I hope you found this useful. I've left uh, the links to 33 Fuels Protein Powder and a few others in the show notes. 
um in eating season red tractor um the good fish guide and if i can think of anything else it'll be in there so thanks for listening i hope you found this useful thanks for supporting the pod and please share it continue and we'll speak soon